Welcome to the Healing Us podcast, your guide to unlocking the strength within. Are you ready to embark on a journey towards healing and well-being? The ultimate destination for mental health and addiction recovery awaits. We're talking stories of hope, different approaches to healing, and so much more. At Healing Us, we believe in the power of a connected community. Our facilities are located throughout New Jersey and Southwest Florida. We provide a long-term safe haven for anyone looking to achieve lifelong happiness. We invite you to join us, along with countless others, as we explore this journey together. Together, we can overcome any challenges and embrace a future filled with healing, hope, and happiness. Join us. Uh, Joining me in the studio today is Frank Salage. He is a father of two. Um, He is a Relevance Behavioral Health alumni of 2022. Um, and he's been with us for almost a year at CFC. So, you know, great guy, hardest working guy. I know he wakes up at 2 a.m. every day to go to his shift. So super happy he was able to join us today. Um, welcome, Frank. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm lucky to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey through addiction um, and kind of what brought you to where you're at today. Oh, boy. So a lot of memories. Um so I've been obviously in and out of treatments facilities for a very long time. Um, battle with addiction. I mean, I picked up my first drink when I was seven. Um, I was prescribed Ritalin basically when I was going into second grade. Wow. Uh, smoking weed. I mean, it, it's it's been a very tumultuous, uh, crazy journey for myself. Wow, that's incredible because I, I feel like that is such a problem is the overprescription of children, especially, you know, you've got the kid that can't sit still in school and all of a sudden Absolutely. he's got ADD. And nowadays, you know, it's even more prevalent. Doctors are so quickly to prescribe that stuff. Well, it's just the the long-term, you know, journey is... Uh, the damage, yeah. you know, essentially that has been done, uh, traumas and such. I mean, it's, uh, it's really tough to kind of put it in all in one, uh, you know, type of tube here, right? Mm-hmm. And think, oh, wow, like all that I've been through, right. now I'm here. Yeah, you don't realize the ripple, so, and it always starts at childhood. It does. It, yeah. it really does for me. And, you know, that's basically maybe the same story as a lot of folks. It's it's your story, but yes, it's, yeah. a, it's a very common thing, but I think it's good to talk about, especially on this you know, forum because it's good for parents to be aware of that. There are so many other alternative and holistic therapies for children that are creative and yeah. might be a little bit more hyper than, than most. Um, so you're prescribed Ritalin mm-hmm. and then, you know, where did it go from there? So Ritalin and then as soon as I got into basically my teenage years, uh, it became weed, heroin, uh, it became just everything and everything dope. Like it was just uh, bags and bags upon bags and bricks and just the coke. Just the uh, whole, yeah, whole smorgasbord. I, I ran literally through the gambit. Yeah. Um, I've just done a lot of things that I'm just not proud of. Um, my past is littered and peppered with just absolute craziness. But you're you're sitting here today, almost am, a year sober. Uh, that's why I'm saying like I'm lucky to be here. Yeah, I am absolutely lucky. What do you think? Like going back and doing that, you know, reflection and the work you've done over the last year, and kind of looking at your story. What you know are some of the underlying 
causes I can speak like for my brother Dan he struggled so much with bullying and social anxiety you know what in your life can you kind of say brought you from like your Ritalin prescription mm -hmm. to a drastic change of, of heroin and everything else down the line it had to be some sort of genetic I would think my family my family history uh, they, they there's drug use there um I think that it stems from that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, uh, it passes along genetically and uh, maybe I was predispositioned at some point. Mm -hmm. So um, also childhood trauma, mm -hmm. obviously. And, uh, you know, it, it dictated maybe a lot of behaviors, people's hanging around with the environment. Yeah. I also think that when you have, you know, when you're, adult, when you're that young and your adult support system is say, oh, Frank's, you know, he's, he's, he's hyper. He's not paying attention. Let's give him this pill. Yeah. As a seven-year-old, what that does is you immediately are thinking, okay, this is a problem. I can fix it with a drug. True. And it's, that's ingrained in you from your, your parents, your doctors or whatever, even I, if it's not intentional. That wasn't. And, and that's the thing. I always link that. Right. That I took this, I feel this. Right. I took that, feel that. Yeah. And uh, it, it just kind of snowballed from there. My life's been a rabbit hole. Literally. Um, and I kept thinking that, um, you know, I couldn't reach the bottom. No, there's different, there's more, there's more levels. Deeper. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been here almost a year, which yes. congratulations. Oh, Amazing. I'm so happy. And you're super involved. So how yes. do you find like, how is helping others and getting really heavily involved in a peer community benefited you? This community has been, it's just been a lifesaver. Really. People like care about me. People put trust in me. Ain't nobody out there trust me. Nobody. But every they were willing to do that. And I am so grateful. I I can't say it enough. Um, everybody at Relevance, I started, you know, that's where basically this started, this journey of mine started at Relevance. And uh, I've been not just helped. Like, I've really got help here. And I was able to be myself while doing it. Mm -hmm. Every other treatment facility that I've been to uh, just didn't click. Just wasn't, I, I couldn't be myself. So that was, a, that was a big problem. And and being involved with peers, you find like... It's, it's amazing because like I can instill like some knowledge and pass along. Hey, this is how I do it. Right. This is what I do every day mm -hmm. to, to kind of, you know, manage... Uh, symptoms, manage cravings, manage, you know, there, right. there's a toolbox now that I have, which is amazing because I never had that before. Um, I've never had this information to me that, hey, there's this way of doing it. And then there's also these so many different options that you can go, you know. <laughs> um, so I love really talking with others about, hey, you know, you're feeling this type of way right now, but let me tell you something like, let me have, let's have a conversation, you know, of, of different types of tools you can utilize. Yeah. And that's yeah. what, you know, you're leading the house, right? Your house manager. Yes. Be, which one? Be grounded. Uh, be rooted. Be rooted. Yes. Um, and each of the houses have a different theme. So, um, you know, you're leading the house. Yeah. You're, you're really a, a guide for a lot of guys, which. I, I try my best every day. Um, you know, I wake up very optimistic now. Yeah. It wasn't so much back in the day. It was very just, oof, 
you know, not looking forward to the day. Yeah. This is another day of use and criminal things, you know, it's just not, but now it's like, I, I wake up and I know it's like, you know, everybody's still sleeping or whatever. I'm, I'm raring to go. You're ready for work. Ready, yeah. So that's shift. You shifted your focus. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, and I think that's important to know is that you, you know, and also being a father, like you have to put that in perspective. Is that it's not about me. It is now about you know, the children, and it's also being house manager. Like I'm responsible for these people in my house. I right? no model for them. I have. I have to be. Yeah. I have to, you know, that um, be caring. Be be loving show so like them support mm-hmm. be cheerleaders for them you know and it's i i believe that's what i try to do every day absolutely put my best foot forward yeah so years and years of in and out of treatment in and out of addiction heavy addiction you're yeah. talking yeah. you know heavy usage yeah. you found your way to to relevance did that deep yeah. clinical mental health work therapy work what do you and then to cfc what do you think in that chapter has shifted to give you the year that you've achieved like what tool like is it was it any one thing or is it you know what clicked for me was uh relevance offers uh dbt Mm. i never heard of this type Mm. of treatment yeah (laughs) um it's called radical acceptance yeah (laughs) and that was a real uh, eye-opener for me yeah it really was i looked myself and Really did a lot of homework. And said, mm-hmm. you know, some things gotta gotta kind of change here. Yeah, and it's it's the analysis yeah. of your your thought process. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah, I had like to that. really analyze and break down how my looked. You know, dealing with people, situations. Mm-hmm. How, how am I coming off? Like, you know, yeah. it's really. I mean, I really did have a lot of homework. Yeah. Um, because in the past it was really just rage filled. That's what was Victim. just yeah, it was yeah. crazy. You know, a lot of uh, hate and rage, and just you know, was all that right. Yeah. How has your? Um, that's amazing. I'm glad that like you, yeah. again, everyone's so different. You never know what's gonna uh-huh. click, right? Whether uh-huh. it's DBT, CBT, anything, yeah. any of those, um, you, you really never know. So it's amazing that you found yeah. something to just help shift that perspective. Definitely. And what Kim's mentioned on our previous episodes, you know, that pause, I think is super important too of like, let me think about how I actually yeah. feel about this. Yes. Yeah. Reset and then continue, you yeah. know? I've taken many pauses. Many pauses. <laughs> a year of pauses, yes. 2024. Um, I try to be very, you know, I have a bit of a um, a mantra now, you know, it's it's uh, some things that I try to pass on. I have it written in my, on, on a board actually in the house is that, uh, you know, uh, number one, lead from the heart. Uh, number two, be one percent better than the day prior, and don't ever forget where you came from. That's those are beautiful. Yeah. Those are so I yeah I remind myself that it works for me every day, so I try to pass it. And those are your affirmations, and, yeah. and I'm sure if you talk, ask any guy in your house, they can recite those three. I hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. It's, I'll test it's, it they out. see it every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and obviously, your father, your father yes, too. Yes. So how? Oh, that's yeah. yeah. How old are your kids? So I have a uh, four-year-old uh, and an eight-year-old now. Oh, amazing! It's, uh, it's beautiful. I have a boy and girl. 
went perfect. Yeah. That's great. So it's it's something else. How has uh, the last year of like your sobriety allowed you to just be a better father, be there for them? It, you know, I, I'm learning things about them. You know, I'm, I'm actually participating in their life, you know, where I once was not. Right. So I was an absent father and, uh, you know, I was no good. So I'm now, uh, you know, getting to know them and I'm getting to hold them and show them love. It's amazing. It, That's amazing. Yeah, take them out and, you know, do things with them. How, have you found, um, obviously, I think the work you've done, you know, that perspective shift and because working full time, that's a grind, right? And then fatherhood can be a grind. It's yeah. stressful. There's a lot of triggers there. Have you found that like the toolkit that you've built has really helped you navigate all those yes. things? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. You have to have a solid foundation. You have to build from the ground up. Mm. And that's what I've been doing. I just keep my my focus that what's important for today stay in the present. Mm -hmm. That's that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. thing. In terms of like your peer relationships and navigating, you know, in early recovery, a lot of individuals struggle with loneliness big time. Um, And I think the pandemic really exasperated that. Um, How do you feel like you've navigated, you know, that has being in a sober living helped? You know, what kind of the community community just rallies around you? Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Never. So that's that's huge for me. Pure sport. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's great to I can call or text, you know, and everybody's just very warming and welcoming. Sure. What advice would you give um how old are you? I am thirty seven. Thirty seven. Okay. What advice would you give to somebody who's kind of like just been doing it for so long, in and out, just kind of like I've I've tried it all, like I'm not gonna get it. So I I've had interactions such as that, and uh, what I ask is, you know, are you beat up enough? You know, mm-hmm. have you gotten the crap kicked out of you enough? Are you tired? Yeah. You're tired. You, you take the time. You're done. Yeah. You know? um, because if you're not done, then you're going to either be dead or in jail. Right. Because I've, I've seen it all, literally, and it doesn't. This that life mm-hmm. that life that you know of addiction and using I can tell you straight up that it's not going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to lose your family if you haven't lost them already. You're going to lose everything, mm-hmm. and you're going to continue to lose. Right, that's the thing. It's a lose lose situation. It's There's not no winning in, in, in it at all. And it's been proven time and time again to me. What's the first thing you tell them to do? If you can't pick up the phone, please have a loved one call. Yeah. If you can't do it yourself, you know, get get in treatment. Try it out. Try something different. Mm-hmm. You know, do different things. Yeah. Try try to throw spaghetti at the wall. See if it works. <laughs> just just get just get into some sort of treatment facility. But here's the thing with that: you can't force you know anybody to do anything. Or, you know, you bring a horse to water. Not gonna, not gonna drink, right? But you have to want it yourself. This is a big thing mm-hmm. that I got, you know, beat up enough. Mm-hmm. I, I'm done. I'm tired of it. Right. <laughs> and I had to say to myself, I this is an opportunity here to to ship to ship to make to a ship, change to make a change to do something different. You can always change your story. It's never too late to change your story. No, but I think it's you know, again, everyone has a different journey. Like 
Dan, my brother, found recovery at 21. He was very young. And he didn't necessarily want to go. He was kind of dragged there. Um, yeah. And we talk about all the time, you know, he was out in California. And uh, California has a law called uh, 5150. And what it did was revoke all of his human rights. He was a, considered a threat to himself and others. And at that time, it gave him enough time. When they, when they 5150'd him, they put him in a psych ward. And he was there for, I think, seven to ten days. But it gave him enough time to sober up right. and be like, okay, I need help. Yeah. But without that seven to ten days, he probably would have never gone back to treatment. He would have been gone. It takes second. It literally like to say to yourself, like, I think I'm gonna give something else a try. Mm -hmm. And 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 like your brother, seven to ten days, like he came to the realization that I have to do something. Right. This isn't it. Yeah. Right. So like I came to that is that it had something. There is has to be better mm -hmm. than this. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of like interventions come into play and like families being like, what do I do about, he just won't go. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you can't make it's him not, go, no. but you can have him talk to you right, with, with a coffee on a Sunday uh, morning, uh, right? Right, I would be glad to sit down with anybody mm. and and tell them, you know, and speak to them. Yeah. Anytime, any any day, any time of the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you have any other questions you want us to cover, Nick? No. I think we we got most of the points here. Did you want to touch on anything else with shifting focus or? No, I mean that's yeah, that was great. On yeah, you so did. Good. Awesome, Frank. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, and you know, keep up the awesome transformation. Absolutely. It's just amazing, and you know, I'm gonna keep calling you the bread guy forever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's awesome. It's incredible. So thank you so much for coming in, and thank you all your words of wisdom. Thank you. Have a good day. Much.